Hello, and welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, a ministry of Faith Baptist Church. It's a daily podcast Monday through Friday on our daily walk with Christ, hosted by Stephen and Andy Bitsko, myself. Today we're going to be using the our Logos Bible software as well as the 365 Days of Spurgeon. If you don't have a Bible readily available, you can download the Logos Bible software at logos.com. It is completely free. However, the 365 Days of Spurgeon is not. It is totally optional. It is not required. The text is on the panels throughout the podcast. But if they don't see the panels, they won't see it. And if you want to read it, you can get the book. Andy, what Bible version are we reading from? King James Version. King James Version. If you want to follow along with us, just download that Bible app, get the King James Version, and just follow along with us as we read word for word. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to start off with the very first verse for today in the devotion, which is uh, the April 29th's devotion. And we titled this one as Christ, well, Charles Spurgeon titled this one. As Christ's people, imitators of him. In 1855, he came up with this title. And we're going to use it today in 2020, on April 29th. Okay? So, like I said, the first verse we're going to go ahead and speak from is the Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11 through 16. I'm going to have Andy here read as y'all listen. Go ahead. In Ephesians chapter 4, and verse number 11 and through 16, we see, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of in the measure. Of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. What do you think of that right there? Let's just talk about this, these verses here for a second. What do you think about that? Well, I'm gonna start it off, okay? Because these are one of my one of the my favorite parts of passage, okay? Because it it talks here that, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. Perfecting of the saints. By teaching and by preaching and by edifying, like it says there later on in the verse, to be able to have them grow for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, to bring that body of Christ to people. Till we all come in unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. 
that we henceforth be no children tossed to or fro and carry about with every wind of doctrine by the slay of man and the cunning craftness whereby they lie and wait to deceit. Now, you got to get excited about this verse here for a second. I'm going to tell you why. If you're a man of God, if you're a preacher of God, if you're, if you're a, a, a person that stands in a pulpit, or if you're a teacher that teaches a Sunday school class, or if you're a song leader that's singing those songs, Andy, you are standing there charged and appointed by God to be able to stand away from the lying and deceitfulness and all the other craziness that goes on in this world, and you're charged to edify the saints and to also perfect the saints and to be a ministry to the saints. We talk a lot about reaching the lost here. We talk a lot about the sinner. But this verse brings to the point of the people of the church the people of the church need a leader. The people of the church need a person that preaches and teaches the word of God for our edification, for our maturity, for our growth. You just have to be thankful to understand and to know and to have the pleasure of having a preacher. You know, there's probably churches today that don't even have preachers. Yeah. you got to thank God that God called that man, and I said man, called that man to come and stand in behind a pulpit and to preach to you the word of God. Not of his thoughts, but under the Holy Spirit and the power of God to preach that message to you and I. Man, I'm getting tired of it. I mean, I, I want to go to church. We gotta, this, this COVID's got to end now. I think what I see from this verse is at the end, from whom the whole body... Fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. Oh, I'm not, yeah. According I'm not to yet. the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. From that, I see that the whole body of Christ joined fitly together and compacted unto the edifying of itself in love. So, from that, I see that. God has, has cycled it to where God saves us, the preachers teach us, and then we go out and edify Christ in love and start the whole cycle over again. However, focus on the word fitly, because if you think about it, you know, if you're a healthy, normal you know, person, a human being, your joints work in unison with each other, but at some point you overwork one part and it gets tired and it gets sore and it doesn't work fitly. And I also think that's something important. If the preacher is working too much, say the preacher, liken the preacher to a heart. If the heart works too much, you could have a heart attack or the body could have a heart attack. And the body may recover from the heart attack. The body may not recover from the heart attack. But it slows down the entire working of the body if one part of the body is pushed too far, which means the entire body has to work in measure of every part according to the effectual working and the measure of every part. Every part has to work effectively, which means every part needs to be working towards working with every other part of the body effect. And let me just bring you to your attention. What's the head? Christ is the head. It says right there, you're absolutely correct, that which is the head, even Christ. So that body has to work together. But that head 
is Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you something, and you probably know this, as well as the, all the other listeners that are listening mm-hmm. right now. What controls the body? The head. The head. Well, the brain. The brain. So if you don't have that head on that body, which is Jesus Christ, that body's not going to work. It's not going to be fitly joined together like you just illustrated to the audience right now, mm-hmm. how each part just works together. But you have to have that head, which is Christ. So if they're looking at other places of other knowledge, of other doctrine, or of other craziness that's out there, and they fill their head up with that, they're not going to be fitly joined together. Well, also I think that the body can work without its head for a certain period of time. When, and I've seen this, when you kill a snake and you chop off its head, you can't go anywhere near the snake's mouth because its reflexes will still bite you and you'll still get poisoned. Um, its body still works. It still moves without its head for up to 24 hours. A snake can still move without its head. It's not living, but it is moving. Which, if you again take that and metaphor it to the body of Christ... If we take Christ out of the equation and chop off the head of the body of Christ and the church, we could, in ourselves, trick ourselves into thinking that we are still working correctly, when in reality we are dead. It's only a matter of time. And I think that is something that's very important. You're absolutely, that's another good analogy right there. And knowing that you can only go by your own will for so long. Until you have to realize that you need Christ to carry you through. And if you are joining this podcast for the very first time, this is my son Andy. <laughs> He's my, my uh, commenter, sidekick in this podcast. And uh, he's a, uh, how old are you Andy? 16. 16. 16 years of men. A man? Are you a man yet? No. Not even close. Okay, we're going on to the next subject. All right, there he is, Charles Spurgeon there on the left. The title of the message is Christ's People, Imitators of Him. It is an excerpt of a sermon that he delivered on the morning of April 29th, 1855. He delivered it in Exeter Hall in Strand. And just want to tell you that this is an excerpt. I know I say this every time because some people say, well, that's... That's got to be the shortest preacher I've ever heard. No, the actual message is anywhere from 7 to 10 pages long. It is uh, really this just an excerpt. So I'm going to go ahead and begin and read. I will ever maintain that by grace we are saved, and not by ourselves. But equally must I testify that where the grace of God is, it will produce fitting deeds. To these I am ever bound to exhort you, while you are ever expected to have a good works for necessary purposes again i do not when i do not when i say that a believer should be a striking likeness of jesus suppose that any one christian will perfectly exhibit all the features of our lord and savior jesus christ and yet my brethren the fact that perfection is beyond our reach should not diminish the adore of our desire after it. The artist, when he painted, knows exact, knows right well that he shall not be able to excel Apuleius, which was a 4th century painter for Alexander the Great. 
just as a side note. But this does not discourage him. He uses his brush with all the greater pains that he may at least in some humble measure resemble the great master. So the sculptor, through persuade, persuaded that he will not, he will not rival Praxiteles, which was a sculpture in the mid fourth century, will hew out the marble still and seek to be as near the model as possible. Just so the Christian man, through he feels he never can amount to the height of complete excellence and perceives that he never can on earth become the exact image of Christ, still holds it up before him and measures his own deficiencies by the distance between himself and Jesus. This will he do. Forgetting all he has sustained, he will press forward, crying excelsior, going upward still, desiring to be conformed more and more to the image of Jesus Christ. And Charles Spurgeon used this verse at the beginning of the, his, his sermon, Acts chapter 4, verse number 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. So it brings us to the point that Charles has, is saying that we are not perfect like Christ. We're not perfect. But every day, every step, we strive to be better and better and more like Christ. Now, Christians are few pupils in the master class of the supreme master, meaning that we are in the supreme classroom right now. We have the supreme class and our teacher is the master, which is Jesus Christ. We get to be able to be at the, the pews of the greatest churches in America, or wherever you may be, listening to the word of God being preached. And this is a moment where we need to realize and sit down and uh, take seriousness of what's being done right then and there. Also, when we have our devotions, like here, or when we read our Bible on our own, we need to take note. We need to open our minds and open our hearts and, and strain to hear what the Word of God is telling us. You know, before, when uh, my wife and I first got married, it was a common thing where we, people in churches, had their Bible, and they had a notebook, and they had a pen, and they used to take notes of the pastor giving the sermon. And I remember, uh, you know, taking those notes and coming home and being excited. And, you know, sometimes the preacher would go really fast and I didn't know and I missed a verse and I just scribbled it down on the side of my notebook and I'd go home and I'd look at that verse, that, that chapter in that verse, and I'll look it up in the Bible and I'd try to catch up with the sermon that the pastor gave. Because it was important to know what God was doing in that church that day. That message that God put upon that pastor's heart to deliver. And 
we have the pleasure of being in that master's class with ourselves, with him, every single day. When you open up the word of God and you sit there, you're opening up and saying, let class begin. And I encourage that in your Bible studies, in your readings, take notes. There's many times I go back to a journal where I would have read another passage of scripture and I'll go into that portion of my journal and in my notebook and I'll see what note I put down. You know, maybe it was a year before, a couple years before, a decade before. But, you know, I would not have that insight if I did not continue to take notes and strive and study to be better to know from the master. You know, it's kind of sad today that, you know, there's still people that drop out of public school or private school and they never go back because they feel that they're defeated. But also you must remember there are still students out there. And I say everyone's always a student. There are students still out there that go back to school and, and continue their studies to receive a diploma. One day, when we go up to heaven, we're going to receive the best diploma ever. And it's going to be from Jesus Christ, saying, Good, thy faithful servant. And it's going to be a time of rejoicing. And it's going to be the biggest graduation party you've ever seen. I don't know about lights and smoke and you know, parades, but it'll be the best time. See, our, our graduation doesn't end while we're here on this earth. We continue on in the classroom every single day. And you may say, well, I was tardy yesterday for class with my Savior. Well, just like you're tardy in school, go back the next day. Tell your teacher, Jesus, I'm sorry I missed yesterday. I put something else before you. I had that doctor's appointment. And get back into class again. See, it's not a record-keeping thing where you say, well, I've missed so much class, I'll never make up. You're forgetting the grace. God gives you that grace, and he will listen to you. All it takes is for you to step forward and say, Jesus, I'm sorry I missed I'm reading my Bible. I'm sorry I didn't pray. And by that grace, you are forgiven. It is important to realize that every day is a new day for class. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose that motivation. Don't lose that desire. Because that is, a, that is something that we need to deal with and turn it all over to the Lord. Through his strength, we continue. And let me say that again. A lot of times people say, well, I am so disciplined that I just, I'm so disciplined that I just wake up and I just read the Bible Mm -hmm. before I have my first cup of coffee Mm -hmm. or before I have my first meal. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens usually, Andy? What happens to those types of people? The moment, the day that they miss it one time, they're done. They're done. They're like, I'm never going to do that again. 
You see, when you go like what Andy was saying, the, the body is jointly fit together. The whole body moves with the head of Christ. And you're realizing that you're not having that Bible time or you're not taking those or you're not going to church. That head is 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 not there moving your body. You're gonna die eventually. Die in the sense of you're not gonna be motivated to read or to go to church. But if you go back into it and get the the head of Jesus back onto your body, all your joints will start moving together once again don't be hard on yourself like i mentioned about that disciplined individual don't think that you have to be perfect you can't for none is not righteous no not one but we strive to be more christ-like every day and i'm gonna close it out with this verse in john chapter number 13 verses 12 through 15 so after he had washed their feet and he had taken his garments and was sat down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so, am I, for so I am. If I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. And that's a beautiful illustration of servant leadership right there of itself you see we're not just for each other but we're for i mean we're not just for ourselves to make sure we continue on our walk with christ but also for others when was the last time you had another brother or sister with you and you discipled them or you helped them and you went over the scriptures with them and you talked to talk to them about uh, the Baptist distinctives, or the um, you know the different the different meanings within the Bible, have that class, or someone comes up to you and say, "Well, you know, brother or sister, what does tithing mean?" And you have that time of which is called a learning point to be able to explain to other people what it says from the Bible, what it says about tithing, what it says about giving, what it says about being a husband, what it says about being a wife, a son, a daughter a boss, a subordinate, a follower. All those things are within the Bible. When's the last time you pulled someone else by their hand and helped them? You see, it's not just us. It's just not our walk with Christ, but it's also with others and helping them and edifying the saints, like it said earlier, to be able to give them sometimes the milk and sometimes the meat as they grow in maturity for Christ. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, We do encourage you, please, please, please share this podcast. Share it to as many other Christians that you know, either by Facebook, by Twitter, by uh, texting, by uh, just whoever you believe this message would be a blessing to them. And also comment. If you're on one of the main, however you get your podcasts, uh, if you don't mind, just give a rating and uh, be able to give us some comments down there at the bottom of the page just to let us know how we're doing. Um, Also, you can write us directly. 
at our at our church, which is faithbaptistelpaso.org, faithbaptistelpaso.org. You can email us directly there, or you can join our online community, which is a private virtual community at uh, faithlife.com forward slash faithelpaso. Just ask to join our, our, our church community there. You can go in there. You can, it's just like a, a church, except it's virtual. You get to talk to us directly. Um, you get to um, see what other things are offered. Um, if you don't belong to a church, uh, we have uh, live streaming. Uh, we have uh, virtual Bible studies right now. We have, uh, um, we have uh, recommended movies. We have radio music. Uh, that's that's uh, that is a, a blessing for your home. We have all those things that are available to you, especially during this time of COVID. Also, you can find us on Face, Facebook as a group as Faith El Paso, and uh, we hope to be hearing from you. And again, if you have any questions, if you have any needs, please contact us. And uh, this Faith Baptist Church. God bless. Good day.